Norma. Norma. Welcome back to Scream 101. I'm Brennan. And I'm Sergio. And this episode's going to be a little bit of a rush job. Uh, don't worry, we're not going to turn in an inferior product. But it's almost Sergio's bedtime, so we didn't have time to prepare notes. So it's going to be interesting. Mm-hmm. It's the grand experiment. All right, let's do it. Okay. Um, we can still do like our little 10 words. Yeah, you have 10 word reviews prepared. Okay, so for my 10 word reviews are King Cobra. James Franco once again does gay things for notoriety. Mm-hmm. And the girl on the train. I did not finish it. <laughs> That's a good review. Okay. Um, I don't have 10 word reviews prepared, but I have two movies to talk about, so I'm just going to wing it. Okay, go. Um, John Wick. Pretty colors. Awesome subtitles. Um, solid, sleek thriller. There, I have three words to spare. It's like a haiku almost. Yeah. Uh, John Wick Chapter 2. What the hell happened? <laughs> so James Bondy and Cheese-tacular. There we go. I have right. four words left that I could use for anything I want. All right. It's like, a, now. it's like a gift card when you have 13 cents left. Okay. Oh, John Wick Keanu bad? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I did not make good use of those. You okay. tried. You tried your I'm best. I'm so sorry. Well, this is the third week of Gay Directors Month. That is our donation drive series, and this is the final month. Jeez, we're closing in on it. But for this episode, we decided to go um, more of a like tangential horror route, because I think this probably counts as a horror film, but it's one of the ones that least... Definitely. A lot of men will probably agree with you that oh, what for sure. is pretty horrific. But we watched The Skin I Live In from acclaimed Spanish director Pedro Almodovar, who both of us are huge fans of. Head over heels. Yeah, we spent all summer last summer watching a good half to two-thirds of his filmography, and Mm -hmm. now we're kind of filling in the rest. Neither of us had ever seen this one. came out in 2011. And here's the plot. Dr. Robert Ledgard. Wow, that sounds so white. They say it all (laughs) Spanish-y in the movie is a driven plastic surgeon haunted by personal tragedies. After many years of trial and error, he finally perfects a new skin, a shield which could have prevented the death of his wife in an accident years earlier. His latest guinea pig is a mysterious captive whose true identity masks a shocking mystery. I'm the captive now. (laughs) Yay. Oh, man. As always, we rate a movie on scariness, campiness, effects, and quality. And because this wasn't necessarily a horror film, I didn't think we were going to have a lot to talk about on scariness and effects, but I was wrong. Um, what's your scariness ranking, Sergio? Scariness? How scared was I? Um, two. You know what? I'm I'm inclined to agree with you, too. It's much more of a like intrigue thriller, but I was captivated. Mm-hmm. There were a lot of shots that were really nice. Lots um, of shots from the camera. Um and there were certainly some unnerving scenes or aspects to the movie. There was something that made you jump repeatedly. And I was just like, dude, calm the F down. Like, there's nothing to be scared of. He was just experimenting on blood. Like, not even from a person, from a bag. Yeah. And he's putting it in, in, in a centrifuge. And when it came out, it was all separated. Like, you know how centrifuges do. Mm-hmm. And it just made me squeamish. So I kind of jumped. And, like, and Sergio was gum out of me. 
Yeah, like there was a scene where there were bees, right? There were bees in this. Movie? Yeah, there were bees for like, there was just like a, a two second shot of bees for no reason, which is yeah. unfair because I hate bees. Mm-hmm. And that also freaked him out. Um, but yeah, what scares me, I guess, is the question. Uh, nothing scares me. Uh, and we will be spoiling this movie. Oh, we will definitely be spoiling it. Um, the thing about El Moldovar that's good and also annoying um, <laughs> is that you don't know what's going on. So yeah. you're kept in suspense for like a great deal of time. Uh, and so I guess that kind of like not knowing what's going on kind of, you know, keeps you on the edge of your seat, like yeah. by design. Uh, I don't know if there were any things that made me, there was nothing that made me jump. I don't. Yeah. Uh-huh. So like, that's one thing that's a skill up his sleeve that, you know, I guess is scary. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that, that is a style very typical to a mode of art where it's like, he um, kind of, gives a slow drip of the details of the story that mm-hmm. he's telling, no matter what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, he's very European. He's kind of relaxed about his storytelling. He doesn't put it all up front. He lets you discover mm-hmm. it. Um, but in this movie, which is one of his, I'm going to say few thrillers, but he's done a couple. He, like Law of Desire was definitely a thriller. Okay. Um, another one starring Antonio Vanderas as a psychopath. Um, oh, I love Law of Desire. Yeah, that was a great movie. And another one with Antonio Banderas as a psychopath is uh, the Tie Me Up, Tie Me Down, which is where he like kidnaps. And I was more lukewarm on that one. Yes. Um, it's not his best, but I had fun with it. It's, it's more comedic than anything, right? Yeah, it, it's comedic, but it's a movie about this guy who um, kidnaps and ties up like a porn actress he likes, and they fall in love over the course of this. Mm-hmm. It's so... Amodovar is so transgressive with like the taboos that he breaks in the plots of his movies. Mm-hmm. And this one's definitely that. Yeah. Um, we're just going to we tell you now. We some pretty like weird stuff as we were trying to figure out what was happening. Yeah. We went to some dark places, but that's the cool thing. Sorry. That's, that's where I was going. The whole thing of this movie is that slow drip really works in this tense thriller format as you're slowly learning details of what exactly is happening. Mm-hmm. You know, dark stuff is happening. Um, and like, I feel that, the things that you come up with are much darker than what's actually going on. Not, I mean, it's what is going on is very dark. I mean, but you're right. The avenues it leaves open are even darker. You're, yeah, because you your mind just goes to that place. Mm-hmm. Okay, go ahead. Sorry. Well, <laughs> I think it's very interesting because the whole, basically, the crux of the tension, especially in the second half of the film, is um, who is this mysterious captive that he has? Mm-hmm. Um, there's a woman that he's keeping locked up who's, um, you kind of start to see the world through her eyes but you don't know anything about her and she just wants to be free of this tiny room she's been trapped in for six years mm-hmm. we find out um but as the story progresses and it actually cuts to like six years earlier and you're kind of going through the life of this crazed plastic surgeon well surgeon mm-hmm. played by antonio banderas you're like okay so who is this girl because mm-hmm. it could be his wife? Yeah, his wife who burned to death in a car crash because he's invented this new skin to cover up burns. Uh-huh. It could be his daughter who went crazy because of that. Uh-huh. Um, and he is like restoring her after she jumped out a window. Uh-huh. Or it could be um, the boy at a who raped his daughter at a wedding. Uh-huh. And drove her to jump out of the window. Yes, and do- drove her to jump out of the window like a crazed revenge plot, which, mm-hmm. spoilers, that is what it turns out to be. Yeah. But, oh, my God, the process of getting there is so nerve-wracking. It's it's pretty crazy. Yep. Um, 
yeah, uh, that's it for scariness, I think, because it, it's all in, I mean, that in really measured the Antonio unknown. Banderas performance in the unknown, yeah. Mm-hmm. And this movie's all about identity. It's literally called The Skin I Live In, and mm-hmm. it's about figuring out how to operate in your own skin, and when that skin changes against your will, how to deal with that. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's like man. growing pains, but fucked up yeah um you take the good you take the bad and sometimes you're kidnapped by a crazy doctor who gives you a forced sex change yeah anyway uh what's your campiness score campiness um see campiness is always really weird with Moldovar because it's never outright like neat like laugh out loud laughs it's always just like weird i want to say subversive chuckles Uh uh-huh i mean his comedy movies are funny Uh uh-huh or like, oh my god, I'm so excited was hilarious. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna give it two. Two two campinesses? Uh-huh. Okay. What about you? Um Ah, uh, that's a good question. Um, for campiness, I don't know. This is probably one of his least campy movies. Mm-hmm. Next to Talk to Her, mm-hmm. which is a very serious drama that I'm not a huge fan of. A lot of talking in that movie. There's so much talking. <laughs> Um, you know what? I'm kind of inclined to give it maybe a one. That's fine. Like, I just think it's a straightforward movie. I think, um, he has this, there was some funny parts with tiger. Uh, I wasn't uh, amused by him. What did you think was funny? Um, just his lines when he starts to lick the TV. Oh yeah. Well, I thought that was creepy. It was creepy, but also he know. was in character. Like, he really thought he was Tiger. And then everybody referred to him as Tiger. I don't know. Um, and we're we're talking about a character who kind of comes in and shakes things up by um, tying up the servant who's kind of like the like the Lady Macbeth role, like trying to convince him to kill this patient that he has. Mm-hmm. Um, kill and the doctor's patient. Yeah. Trying sorry. to get the doctor to kill his patient. Sorry, that's what I meant. Um, and... Yeah. He just kind of comes in and disturbs that by kind of setting free this girl and also raping her because mm-hmm. this is a European movie and mm-hmm. that kind of happens. I mean, it happens in real life. It's it's intense and that's part of the scarier side of mm-hmm. this movie. Um, I don't know. I didn't find him campy. I found him scary, okay. honestly, or just like an unpredictable, like uncontrollable presence. Okay, for me, I see. I found him to be kind of like what Jared Leto was trying to go for in Joker. Okay. Just someone who's a little unhinged and you know unbalanced. No, I can I can dig that. I just, that just didn't I didn't feel that way. Okay. I don't know. This is one of his least comedic movies because usually he slips in a lot of subversive humor. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. No. The it farts. was. What? It smells like mom's farts. Yeah. Th- well, that's crazy. <laughs> that movie's hilarious. <laughs> He's talking about Volver, yeah. which is the first movie we watched of his. Oh man, that was great. And she's like. Ay, Candela! Um, or whatever her name was. I never remember. <laughs> but it was so good. Sorry, got distracted. Um, is um, really good. We should recommend some movies of his at the end of this podcast. Okay, sure. Um, but yeah, campiness-wise, it just w- it didn't really do it for me. It was very straightforward and controlled. It was kind of like Julieta. Like, that one wasn't really funny, his mm-hmm. newest one. It was just, he has such a control over his filmmaking and in terms of, like, what everything in the movie represents symbolically mm-hmm. and its shape and its color so and hot. Yeah, everything's so controlled and that was very much present here mm-hmm. and it, it was less colorful which made me sad but that was part of it mm-hmm. 
It was a sterile environment. He was a doctor. Yeah. I, I mean, it's all in service of what he's talking about. Mm-hmm. And that's totally fine. I just prefer the colorful ones. Okay. Uh, Effects. Uh, Out of five vaginoplasties, <laughs> what do you give this movie? Um, t- three? Two? Okay. I don't think there's a lot of effects. I don't know. I um, think there was a lot of good... I don't know, building and constructing of the world, namely the house. And um, like he's a rich guy. He has a secret lab. Uh, he's conducting these experiments on her. You can see everything's perfectly like outlined on her. Uh, there's skin and stuff. Oh, I guess the lab was pretty cool. But otherwise, I don't know. What do you say? Um, I'm going to give it three out of five. Um, it was uh, there. Like it's a it's more of a surgical gore to mm-hmm. it but everything was very convincing mm-hmm. and there's a part where um in an early attempt to escape she slits her own throat that was freaky yeah that was it wasn't particularly gory but the way it was subdued and kind of underplayed made it even more impactful yeah because i feel like it was so sudden yeah, it was so Usually sudden. Usually there's like a little bit more tension that builds up to it. Mm-hmm. And like it's a slow like cutting or something, but she just goes for it. Yeah, like it, it wasn't big. It wasn't a big Tom Savini Friday the 13th effect. It just happened and uh-huh. it was... He like dares her. Like He's like, you wouldn't do it. And then uh-huh. she's like, watch me and boom. Yeah. Like without missing a beat. He's like, I'm the swan queen. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, no, th- I found that very affecting. Okay. And the the surgical medical sequences were all very convincing mm-hmm. and i'm going to count that towards effects okay um but yeah the gunshots not so much <laughs> they were paintball those were paintball gunshots yeah um yeah he he gets shot in the chest antonio banderas does and mm-hmm. it looks like someone like spat ketchup through a straw at him mm-hmm. a little bit mm-hmm. and she shoots his uh housemaid and it just like a little rip appears in her dress. And I'm mm-hmm. like, I'm not super convinced by this. Mm-hmm. But the rest was great. Yeah. The blood wasn't that good in this movie, which is weird because I feel like it was better in Volved. Um Oh, man. Oh, that's such a good movie. <laughs> Can we, we do Volvere com- next? We keep comparing his stuff. Well, we, we know so much about yeah. it. Yeah. This is probably like the one prestigious filmmaker that we can actually like hold a conversation on because we've both seen all of his well not always but a good deal of his work yeah and we've seen most of his important ones that people talk about Mm -hmm. we still have some like weird 80s ones to get to and his his 90s period that nobody talks about um but other than that we're pretty solid yeah okay so back to whatever we were talking about sorry whatever it was it's probably great fx okay i mean we kind of did it i think yeah Um, you know one thing that I really liked uh, is that the movie had a great deal of passage of time, and in it you see the transformation of the character. Yes. Um, and so you see her bald, you see her having her hair grown out, you see her with a full, you know, full head of hair, which could very well be a wig, but I found it to be very convincing. Uh-huh. Um, and I thought that was a really good effect. Yeah. No, you're right. Like those effect, the effects in this movie aren't horror effects. They're subtle. Liter- it's literally the skin Production. they live in. Yeah. Like it's, it's more costuming almost. But it all works really well, okay. and it really defines that arc. Mm-hmm. Good point. Great, great job. Yay. Great job. Is that production or is that costuming? Because I don't know what that's called. Costuming. I usually say, like, it's good scene building. Or, like, wardrobe. Okay. Production design is, like, the actual sets. Okay. And, war- like, costuming is So it's costumes. good makeup, good co- whatever. Yeah. Right. Um. So this one's going to be interesting. What's your quality score, Sergio? I'm going to say three. Okay. Um... 
F, like it's also a really strong three, but I've seen a lot of his work, uh, and this is not. This is like clearly I responded to this movie. I liked it a lot, mm-hmm. um, but it's by no means one of my favorite movies by him, or one of his worst movies. So it's just it's a nice three. It's right in the middle. Yeah, I feel the same way. I'm gonna give it a three, but it's also a strong three. Mm-hmm. I think for me with a lot of our movies, it usually takes a second watch for me to really get into it mm-hmm. and this is one i'm willing to watch again because there are a couple okay like um talk to her um i think mm-hmm. we mentioned that earlier that's one that is a good film but it's not for me mm-hmm. and if i never watch it again i'll be okay with that mm-hmm. but this one i'd be willing to watch again and let it kind of sink in and see how he crafts everything mm-hmm. because with the two movies of his that i've seen a second time they've raised a point in my estimation. Law of Desire and Volver? No. Um, Volver and Women on the Verge of a Nervous Breakdown. Oh, okay. You've seen that one so many times. Yeah. Women on the Verge went from an 8 to a 9 for me. Okay. And Volver went from a 7 to an 8. Okay. Like, I'm always tempered by it because they're kind of hard to access plot-wise mm-hmm. the first time. But once you're familiar with it, you can revisit it and kind of understand what's going on and then just appreciate the wash of all the like beauty and humor he brings mm-hmm. or tension, like whatever, whatever side of the genre coin he's working with. Mm-hmm. But I think this is one that will probably improve on a second viewing because he can be a little tough sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm leaving room for a four, but right now it's a three. Okay. That's a really fair assessment of the movie. I say, thank you. I do declare. <laughs> I do declare. And I think we have, pretty thoroughly recommended his movies but let's do some official ones Volver okay. right yeah I see Volver that's Penelope Cruz looking gorgeous mm-hmm. um, that's what she won her Oscar for did she didn't win though she got nominated no she won I don't think so she won okay I I know okay, okay. sure um, my favorite is Women on the Verge of a Nervous Breakdown it is a door slamming farce and an almost entirely female cast mm-hmm it's such a grand, boisterous, good time. And again, the plot's a little rough the first time because it's so circuitous uh-huh. to get to it. But once you know actually what's happening, it's so funny. And there's so many elements that keep coming back and building on each other. So zany. Yeah. it. That, those are my favorite of his movies. Like the, the zany, quirky, transgressively queer comedies. Mm-hmm. Um, if I'm going to recommend one, I will say Love Desire. If we're going to go old. Uh-huh. Love um, Desire was good. Another Antonio Banderas. Uh, it was a drama. Uh, I just, I liked that movie. Mm-hmm. And um, that actually stars a young Manuela Velasco, who is the main character in my favorite movie, Wreck, mm-hmm. as the little girl. And Carmen Maura, who's like his favorite actress to work with, is incredible in that. Um, I don't remember the men. This is like this movie was basically all about men, and don't remember any of the men's character, like Nate actors. Yeah, exactly. His movies about men tend to be less interesting. Uh huh. Um, because still really good. Yeah, he's so inspired by women and mm-hmm. like his muses. But okay, speaking of movies about men, I'm gonna recommend. I'm so excited, which is definitely <laughs> another comedy. Yeah, it's it it is his flat out like straight up most like straightforward comedy that mm-hmm. he's made. And it's probably also his thinnest movie. It's not as artistic, but it's so funny. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. That cracks me up. Um, it's super uneven. It's not a perfect film, but mm-hmm. it's hilarious. 
I'm gonna go ahead and recommend uh, Julieta. Oh yeah, the most recent drama we've seen. I think that's probably his best movie. Really? Uh-huh. Okay. That one is that one's very precise and controlled and beautiful, mm-hmm. and that's a that's a good thing. And the actors in that movie just captivated oh me. Oh my god, both of the actresses are beautiful and so good. Mm-hmm. Anyway, we should probably wrap okay, up. Also, I just got excited. Time watch Bad Education. I'm so excited. I like that one. Bad Education is good, deal. but that if one only because I like um Gael Garcia Bernal. Oh, he's so good. Okay, yeah. That Bad this, educa- this episode is just us falling over on all the bar. Hopefully but he'll listen to it. Donate nice. to our drive on Moldovar. That would be great. I would love to watch the movie he recommended for us. That'd be awesome. Maybe you have to watch Julia and Julia. Probably. Very no, great. but I mean, he did produce The Devil's Backbone, so mm-hmm. he's good taste. Um, anyway, this is our donation drive, speaking of. So if you donate $5 or more to any of the following charities, you can choose a horror movie for us to watch for the podcast. Or an Moldovar movie, because we wouldn't <laughs> complain. Um... <laughs> And those charities are the ACLU, the Human Rights Campaign, and the Trevor Project. And next week, which is the final week of Gay Directors <laughs> Month, will be uh, a David Dakota classic, Sorority Babes in the Slime Ball Bolorama. <laughs> Perfect. It's a great title. I just I can't wait to see what a gay director does with a sexploitation film. Like that's gonna be so fun because mm-hmm. you know it's a sorority boob movie, but. It's a gay director, and it'll be interesting to see if anything's different or if it's just exactly the same, like, cut print moving on mm-hmm. as all the other movies of that vintage. So, yeah, I'm excited about that. And if you want to contact us, if you're so excited, just like we are, about the skin I live in, you can find us on Twitter at Scream101Pod. You can find us on Facebook at Scream101Podcast. Subscribe to us on iTunes or rate and review. Give us five stars. Because I'm so excited. I just can't hide it. I don't know the rest of the words. Okay. Thank you so much for listening. You've been a wonderful audience. Mm -hmm. Thanks for putting up with us babbling about Amaldovar for 20 minutes of a 22-minute podcast. (laughs) Um, Good luck on your journey. And stay gold, everybody. This episode was brought to you by Cub Holder Radio. You can find more episodes of this show and others at cupholderradio.com or wherever podcasts are sold. Get out! The podcast is coming from inside the house! Hello there. I'm Uncle Ponyboy. Do you like suspense? Don't go in there! Buckets of blood and human excrement? Pour upon me! Gratuitous nudity with more boobies than you can handle? Let me see them. And radical hairstyles? Oh, yeah! Then you should check out the Gorgab Podcast, hosted by yours truly and DJ Gill. You can find us on the iTunes Podcast Store and on Twitter at Gorgab Podcast. And while you're at it, go ahead and go check out cupholderradio.com. It's podcast for the weird at heart.